0: Welcome back to One Conversation, the podcast where we believe one conversation can change a life. My name's Lisa, and I'm here flying solo today with a quick episode on trauma bonds and trauma-bonded relationships. So before I dive in to kind of discuss the signs of a trauma-bonded relationship, it's really important to mention that trauma bonds can happen in all types of relationships, not just romantic ones. So they can also be included in friendships, and familial relationships. Also, this episode is purely for insight purposes only. So if after today's episode, you notice that some of these things apply to you, I encourage you to do your own further research and reach out for support if needed. We have contact information below if you're from the Tahoe area and also provided resources for our national and international listeners. And so we know that trauma bonds are extremely impactful for the individuals in that situation. So before we talk about some of the signs, let's start by discussing what a trauma bond is. A trauma bond is a deep emotional attachment created from a cycle of abuse, devaluation, and positive reinforcement. The types of abuse in a trauma bond can be anything from physical to emotional or psychological. The attachment created in these dynamics stems from power and control, which is something we have mentioned time and time again on this podcast. Abusive relationships can create these trauma bonds because the individual has bonded with someone who is exploitative or destructive towards them. And power and control, like we've mentioned so many times, is always the main motivation for someone to abuse. So in these dynamics, that power and control being taken away from that victim can create an idea that leaving that relationship is scary or even impossible to do. And I think it's really important to also note that individuals that may find themselves in trauma bonds are not weak or incapable people. A lot of the time, individuals who are in these situations are more than capable and resilient, which is perhaps why it may be so hard for them to consider help or leave the situation because maybe they don't typically ask for help in other areas of their life. Or maybe they don't see or recognize themselves as a victim. And I think for any listeners out there that could possibly be in a trauma bond themselves or maybe they're listening to gain insight and understanding for others or someone they love. Debunking that misconception is a really critical first step for supporting themselves or others. And we know that's, you know, that's a misconception that's in a lot of different unhealthy relationship ideals, right? That this person's not capable of leaving when there's so much more than that going on. So let's dive into some signs of a trauma bond. Sign number one, you seem to cling to the occasional moments where this person treats you well, thinking that they may be signs of permanent change. So obviously the relationship started off well, and you know, we've talked about the honeymoon phase, especially if you listen to our episode on the cycle of violence, but even if this is a friendship or familial relationship, there could be really good moments where these individuals bonded and made a really strong foundation in that relationship. So when any abuse or exploitative moments start, if they're followed by great moments, it's easy to feel like maybe you can forget about what happened or just dismiss those bad things that are going on because you know in this good moment i can see how wonderful this person is or how great they can be or how kind they can be towards me we know nostalgia is super powerful so these good moments can really bring you back to those times feeling and remembering why you love or care about this person in the first place and they can also kind of make us think right that we've shifted back into that person that we first met or that person that we built this good relationship with but unfortunately if this cycle of abuse and good moments continue it may really feel like you're stuck uh, simply waiting for the next good moment to start since you know they're capable of, of happening in that relationship right so it could be a constant kind of ping pong back and forth of bad things happening and then these good moments kind of flooding over reminding you while you're there making you feel safe if, even just for that moment our next sign of a trauma bond is that you feel controlled by this person but you also fear losing them or being lost without them. Because of that power and control that's being taken away from the moments of abuse or mistreatment, and also those good moments I was just speaking to, this can create a really confusing and powerful dynamic over that individual. So maybe this abusive individual is making all the decisions for you and kind of controls you in that way. And perhaps that's coupled with this person making you feel or telling you that you're not capable of making it on your own or making these decisions on your own. The thought of being without them can be really terrifying. That victim can feel like they really wouldn't be able to do or make it on their own, and therefore create a lot of fear around ending that relationship. Or perhaps, you know, maybe this is a friend or a family member instead of a romantic partner. You may have very realistic worries that you know I could lose other friends or I could lose some really important family members while creating that distance with this person or setting those boundaries there could be a lot of reasons why someone might fear losing the relationship even if it isn't always a healthy one especially if this is a romantic relationship and that person does really feel love for them we know that in abusive relationships most victims are made to feel not good enough and so leaving that partner maybe even scarier, not only because they don't want to lose those good moments, but also because they may not feel like anyone else will love them or care for them, right? Because that could be part of that narrative that's really been instilled in them, that they're undeserving uh, or that they don't deserve anything better. Sign number three, and it really speaks to those first two signs or examples. When you try to leave, you suffer from extreme anxiety or distress. So that anxiety might come from that person thinking if they made the right choice to leave, right? So going back to sign number one, there could be glimpses of really good moments in that relationship. So leaving may seem distressing because they may feel like they're giving up on the good parts of that relationship or that person that they are capable of being or that relationship they were capable of having. That anxiety might also come from the second sign we talked about too, right? Because of the control that this person has. So maybe this individual feels like no one else will love or care for them like their partner did, or perhaps they feel fearful of trying to leave because they know this person is capable of being very abusive. So perhaps they're worried about repercussions that could happen if they do choose to leave. And we know that for most individuals, leaving a especially abusive romantic relationship could be extremely dangerous, right? Especially without the right support. And there could be a lot of other reasons why someone in a trauma bond feels distressed when trying to leave. But I think those examples are really good first and foremost to kind of keep in mind as we're moving through this. Our next sign of a trauma bonded relationship is that you keep this person's behavior a secret from others in your life. I know for me personally, this is something I have definitely experienced, so I'll kind of chat about that after I explain a little bit more here. Uh, but because of the cycle of abuse or trauma that's occurring, there could be a lot of blaming, isolation, and minimization happening. Or, like we've been mentioning, there could be all those good times that come and go, right? And remind them of how wonderful this person is or really could be. Regardless of why, this individual might be keeping the behavior secret because they don't want others to judge that person, right? So you know, imagine if this is a family member, like a parent, doing abusive or harmful or exploitative things. That may not even be hard to just digest and deal with, but may be hard also because that person may feel ashamed or embarrassed that this behavior is occurring with someone who they're supposed to be close with, right, or be loved and protected by. And to kind of circle back to the point at the beginning, most individuals in trauma bonds are extremely strong and capable. So they may feel like if they disclose the abuse or mistreatment, they may be seen as weak. And so discussing what's going on or reaching out for help may not feel like a comfortable option for them. Or maybe they feel like they're strong enough to deal with it on their own. So they don't want the outside opinions of others uh, or people, you know, judging their partner, especially yeah, if there, there is love there, right. That's been created. And we know that it's really common for the abused individual to make excuses. And a lot of the time it's because they may believe the behavior is their own fault. So maybe something they did or said that caused this blow up or caused that abuse to occur. So this might lead them to believe that if someone else finds out what's happening to them, they may judge them right for kind of quote-unquote causing the behavior when we know that's absolutely not the case right there's no excuse for abuse no one invites that on themselves that's really a choice their partner makes Um, but kind of going back to my little personal adage here I definitely have felt that before I've been in you know a plethora of unhealthy and abusive relationships in my life and I know that at the time um, first off I didn't see myself as a victim I think you know a lot of that was because uh, especially when I was younger I didn't really understand dynamics I didn't understand that certain things were abusive at the time but also I was always a super tough girl Um, I would never call myself at that time a victim or see myself in that way. And, you know, I really kept a lot of, um, particular behaviors, a secret. I didn't want anyone to think that, yeah, I was weak or I couldn't deal with it. I had this very, you know, brush my shoulders off, pick myself up by my bootstraps and just keep on going mentality. Um, and that was something that. I think at the time it would have been really helpful to reach out uh but it definitely all of those ideas all of those feelings that i had it, it really kept me from discussing what was going on right and you know i i loved especially i'm thinking about one relationship in particular and at that time um i really felt in love with this person and so you know i knew that if i told my friends what was going on you know the judgment and the rightful judgment but the the things they would say and the way that they would view that relationship it obviously wouldn't be good and that would put me in a really awkward predicament because I really thought that was kind of my be-all end-all at the time Uh, again I was pretty young but that would have really been tricky for me you know as I was trying to navigate and work on that relationship so our next sign of a trauma bond is that you're constantly walking on eggshells to avoid conflict And so that eggshells feeling, we've brought that up uh, a bunch of times, but that eggshells feeling, it comes from a feeling of tension in the relationship. So it goes from being something wonderful or loving, and suddenly things are changing and becoming scary. And so I just mentioned that, you know, abuse victims, they believe the abusive behavior is their fault. Maybe they are being told that it is their fault. So that walking on eggshells and being very careful of how they interact with this person or behave to not quote unquote cause the abuse, it, you know, it really comes down to them surviving, right? So maybe they find themselves kind of going along with whatever their partner says or does. They don't wanna rock the boat. They don't wanna cause any kind of issues because maybe in the past you know disagreeing or trying to speak their mind or whatever it was maybe it caused a blow up or some kind of abusive behavior this could be a way for them you know to really just kind of safeguard themselves and just navigate their day-to-day life and try to avoid triggering that person to do something harmful our last sign of a trauma bond is the abuser making empty promises to change that they don't keep And they promise a good future in the relationship when that is not the reality. First and foremost, are abusers capable of change? Absolutely, they are. Is it difficult? Yes, it is very difficult, right? Because, you know, an abuser changing that part of themselves would really be looking at, you know, a full kind of fundamental change of how they view relationships, of how they cope of how they manage their stress or their anxiety. And yeah, that's, that's really, um, that's an overhaul, right? That's a lot for someone to receive help for and fully kind of change their ways. And so again, it's possible, but it's, it's not very common. And so this could be a way for the person to maintain control because those false promises keep the relationship going right because that's really what it's about is that power and control over someone else and so if they're able to kind of reel this person back in like a fishing line right just pull them back into that situation hey you know it's gonna get better you know I'm not gonna treat you like that anymore remember those good moments we had we can have that again Um, yeah that's a really good way for them to continually have that control over that other person so if they keep promising that these things are going to get better or give the idea that the future is filled with great things to look forward to that victim may get caught up right and and hoping that these things are going to occur and hoping that maybe if they tough it out through these hard times everything is going to end up great Uh, And I feel like a great example of this could really look like maybe a parent and child trauma bond. So let's say a parent or parents struggle with addiction. Perhaps there's been a lot of really traumatic experiences for that child dealing with what happens when their parent or parents are under the influence, right, or using. And perhaps this parent constantly reiterates that they're going to get clean and sober but maybe in reality, they're not taking any steps to maintain sobriety. So that child may be really stuck right in that cycle, dealing with trauma, dealing with abuse, dealing with neglect, and possibly really hoping and wishing, right? For that bright future that keeps being promised. I think a good rule of thumb is look at the behavior that's occurring. And also recognize, is there any signs or steps in place of actual change here? Is this person walking the walk uh, or talking the talk? Are they really doing things to make the behavior or make this situation better? If it's safe to do so, perhaps have a conversation with them, right? About the steps they're taking to get there. Are you going to meetings? Are you going to perhaps look into therapy? Are you going to look into uh, anger management courses? Whatever it could be. Or you can just simply analyze the situation on your own, Uh, especially if you're close with this person, you can most likely see any effort or lack thereof that is being put forth by them. And we know that leaving a relationship, any relationship is difficult, even healthy ones, but especially trauma bonds because of that dynamic and that possible dependency that it has created. So if you're listening in and thinking of how this applies to you or someone you know, just know that you are not alone also remind yourself that these situations don't happen to weak or incapable people right like I spoke to before I'm just gonna keep driving that point home I think sometimes the more resilient the person is the harder it is to leave those kinds of situations because maybe you're trying to brush it under the rug or remind yourself you know that I can take this it's fine I'm not a victim but please know that you deserve happiness and nothing you do is causing that mistreatment or abuse, right? That's the choice they make. And I will preach that from the mountaintops and repeat that as many times as it takes for any listener out there that really needs to not only hear, but really understand that. So please check out the resources below for agencies you can contact for more supports and more information on the subject to help you understand and how to you know navigate these situations a little easier. So on that note, uh, even though this was a quick one, just kind of a little 101 on what these trauma bonds are, how we can define them. Great idea to end with some breathing to kind of send us off, to practice a little bit of that self care. So if you have the availability right now to take on this meditation, I encourage you to just get into a comfortable seated position Somewhere where you can just fully relax your mind. Somewhere where you can just kind of let go of the tension in your mind and also in your body. And this is just going to be a simple breathing exercise. Start taking deep breaths in through your nose and out through your mouth. Deep breath in, and out. On your next inhale, either gently close your eyes, or you can focus on one spot in the room. Begin to deepen your inhales and your exhales, making them a little longer with each inhale, and a little longer with each exhale. Start relaxing your body. Start from the muscles in the top of your head. Exhale, relax those muscles. Move slowly down your body, one muscle group at a time. Relax into your jaw your neck. Next exhale, relax your shoulders. Move down to your arms, torso, your hips, down to your legs, all the way to your toes. Now that your body is completely relaxed, I just want you to focus on those breaths in and out. If there's still any areas of your body that you feel tension, send your breath to that space. This time if you have any anxiety or thoughts come up just let them float by like passing clouds there's no judgment but right now the only thing that's important is breathing in and breathing out find a rhythm with your breathing Make your inhales the same length as your exhales. On your next inhale, breathe in some loving energy for yourself. Exhale any self-judgment. Breathe in. Give yourself some encouragement. Exhale any self-doubt. Next inhale, breathe in some positivity. Exhale any anxiety you have. Let's take one last big breath in, Really fill your lungs, expand them all the way, and hold that breath for a moment. And a big exhale. One more big breath in, as full as you can make your lungs, and hold, and a big exhale out. And you can return to your normal breathing, start to wake your body up, make any little movements or adjustments you need to, to bring yourself back into your body, back into the room. Feel free to take a stretch, roll your shoulders. And I hope that meditation was relaxing. I hope you know it was a good way to kind of end this episode, but hopefully it added a little bit of self-care, a little bit of relaxation to your day. And just remember that little bit of that breathing, that intention, right? It's great self-care you can carry with you anywhere. Um, It's completely free. You don't need any other tools. All you really need is that little bit of space and time to connect with your breath, right? And give yourself a little bit of that self-care that we are always speaking to so highly and so I hope that you enjoyed this conversation I hope there was listeners out there that you know maybe learned something today that maybe helped empower them or maybe just you know helped them understand this issue a little bit better again we have a lot of resources below feel free to check those out um, a few articles about trauma bonds. And again, we also have resources if anyone wanted to reach out, have a conversation with experts in the field, definitely follow those links below. But just want to say thank you for listening in. And I hope you'll join us for our next conversation.